When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the coach of one Tigers club has stepped aside this week. Ash, I hope you're still in the seat. You're still uh, the incumbent at uh, Claremont there? Well, it looks like it at the moment. I haven't had any of those um, little tap on the shoulders yet, stuff um, yet. But as a coach, you know they're coming one day. There are, as... Um as Royce Hart once famously said, there are only three certainties in life. That's death, taxes, and getting the arse as a football coach. So hopefully yeah. you're around for a while yet, Ash. Um, That's it, yeah. East in Broome, it's a, it's a big clash and obviously a, a big visit to the country for you. Yeah, it is. It's um, look. It's really exciting, Duff, to get up there and um, and have a game of footy and, and to take on East Fremantle's um you know, should should provide a crackerjack game um, for people up there in Broome to head along to and watch. And for those people that know, um, the Kimberley region is is part of the Claremont zone. So to be able to get up there and spend some days, visit some communities, and um, you know, see the boys and girls up there coming through the pathway is you know equally as exciting. So tell us about Broome as a zone for you. It's been a pretty fruitful sort of area for you to to get talent from, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been. Um, you know, on the whole Kimberley region, for that for that matter, it's it's such a massive part of Western Australia up there, and and so vast and and absolutely magnificent at the same time. So, yeah, you do you do cover a lot of territory in in trying to find out you know where some of these young boys and girls are up through through that area. But through word of mouth and and some successes the club has had over a long period of time up in that region, probably going back to the likes of. Of you know blokes like Gavin Mitchell, um, you know Neil Marshall too. Very early on, um, you know, sort of paved the way for for young Indigenous players. And and there's a lot of representation, as we know, through the AFL of, of young men from that that region. I know that when I went up there with the AFL on a visit some years ago, the natural talent that you see on display there when they have their football carnivals is uh, is quite an eye opener. It is. It's it's magnificent and. Um, you know, to see the see the spirit with which they play with, um, you know, obviously the grounds aren't, you know, the same as they are down here in Perth. And, you know, a lot of the boys and girls don't even have footy boots, but just their love of the game, you know, their freedom, their instinctive play, um, you know, is something really unique to our game and, and very special. This is a game that pits two pretty strong teams against each other. How are you faring up for this? Obviously, you lost Bailey Rogers with a ankle concern a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Ben Edwards had an issue as well that kept him out of the state game. How are they? They're going to be a couple of weeks yet, unfortunately, Mark, so they won't be be travelling with us, although Bailey's going to come up and and just be around the place. So, yeah, we'll miss those two, but, you know, it's giving us a few other guys an opportunity to, you know, show what they've got. So... And I think both sides are relatively strong. We've probably got a few on the sidelines at this stage, but you know, other than that, we're pretty happy with our depth and our ability to hopefully really compete um, against against a strong, really strong, powerful East Fremantle team. 
they are strong through the midfield as well. And we saw Milan Murdoch on display in the state game last week and he acquitted himself quite well. So how do you cope with their engine room without uh, a couple of your key players in that area? Oh, look, I think we've, you know, we've got an ability to, to, from a system point of view, be able to, you know, get in good positions. Ollie Eastland's been tremendous all year. He, um, you know, he's been giving the mids first use a lot of the time. So, you know, we, we keep it pretty simple and hopefully, you know, if they get the ball, we can put enormous pressure on them and hopefully we can get our fair share of opportunities, get first hand at the ball. Um, you know, so yeah, it, it really gets down to the basic stuff and, you know, hopefully the midfield group can do their part, um, you know, as you expect the forwards and the backs to do also. What are the main dangers you have to face when you front up to the Sharks? Like you said, their midfield's exceptionally strong. Across all lines, they're, they're very, very damaging. They've, they've got a great ability down back to, to intercept Mark um, and start a lot of their attacks from there. And and, and really potent forward line too. You know, Leggett's come in and, and he's been sensational for them. they got Lawler, who's a premiership player, ex-premiership player from Peel. You know, then you got O'Reilly, John O'Marsh, um, those types there too, and, and Hugh Dixon also. So, look, across all lines, they're extremely powerful this year. Um, you know, so it's not just a midfield battle. It's, it's really all over the ground. So, so you know, coming up against East Fremantle, you, you have to be absolutely at your best. Um, you know, so hopefully we can do that. Jack Buller played in the state game last week. There's been a lot of media focus on Jack uh, because clubs are very interested in him in the lead into the mid-season draft. How have you seen his season and development so far? Uh, really good. Yeah, he um, and I think it sort of started 18 months ago, really, with Jack. I think he, he absolutely knuckled down and and really got himself super fit and worked really hard at his contested marking and his goal kicking. Um, you know, so it hasn't just been this year. I think it was starting to emerge last year. And then early on, he started the year particularly well. Got a little bit of a cork in his calf, which cost him two weeks. But, you know, really pleasing because he works exceptionally hard at his footy, Jack. And I think he's one of those guys that probably in his draft year wasn't quite mentally and physically ready for it. But to his credit, really knuckled down. Um, you know, and it's obviously looks like giving him an opportunity to get his leg in the door at an AFL club. And I think if he does, um, you know, he could be a really exciting player. That was going to be my next question. Do you feel like he's the sort of player that could impact at the next level? He's kind of got that thing that you can't teach. He's got presence, hasn't he? He's, he's, he, he comes at the ball hard. He doesn't look intimidated by the prospect of, of contact and he understands the value of giving a contest. Yeah, no, you're dead right. He is. He's got, he's got that sort of that power forward presence that that you love and really demands it. And and you know he's just he's unconditional in his attack on the ball. So for, for key forwards, the ability not only to mark the ball but to bring it to ground, you know, in this game is, is critically important. So he rarely gets beaten, um, and he's very competitive. And I think he's got real upside when he goes into the ruck. And I heard you talking about Luke Jackson just before I came on air. But, but there's a little bit of that about him. Um, he's very athletic. I think he's upside not only from a footy point of view, but from an athletic point of view, if he does get an opportunity in the AFL system, um, is enormous. Yeah, well, they're the same size, 199 centimetres. And when I watched him in the state game last week, you, you're right. The the delivery into the forward line was pretty scrappy. It was hard for him to, to establish much of a presence there. But when he went on the ball, he was really competitive around the ball and uh, and gave them something in that area. Yeah, definitely. So, so really versatile. Can play back too. So... 
um, you know, like I said, there's a lot of upside. I think, you know, he's a bit of a rough diamond, Jack, and there's no, that's no, not being disrespectful, but, you know, I think with a bit of polish and a bit of time, um, you know, he could be a really serious AFL player. So he, he has a lot of attributes that I think lend himself really well to the next level. Another player that's been on the radar is a bit of a smoky, Ash, is, uh, is young um, uh, Clark that you've got. Is he making the trip to Broome? Yeah, he will. Um, Duffy, yeah, first few games he, he played in the twos, he had a little bit of an interrupted um, pre-season, but he's really worked his, his way well into the game and, again, really young and developing. Um, I think he, he's around 192 um, and about 83 kilos at the moment, but an amazing runner. He's got that unique blend of speed endurance, which is so suited to the game, as we know, especially the AFL game, um, and a very damaging and, and raking left foot kick. So it's sort of no surprise that, that clubs are looking at him for potential. Um, you know, a little bit of a project player, but very, very exciting with his upside um, and could provide an AFL club with a with a fantastic, hard-working, two-way, rangy winger, which um, which are really important these days for sure. One more and a potentially contentious one for you. Um, I look at Jai Bolton as still one of the best five or ten players in the waffle. That's what I see when I see him play waffle games. And I'm just wondering how a guy who I think is in the best five or ten isn't in the best 22 when they pick a state team. Are you surprised that he doesn't get a game when they pick a state team? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm flabbergasted, to be perfectly honest. I think um, his versatility um, across all lines is, is amazing. His ability on the outside, I think, is underestimated. I think when I first came to the club, he was more a genuine inside mid. But I felt that just his line-breaking run, his ability to kick, his ability to read the play... He's as good as I've seen at any level of the game, period. So, yeah, it does stagger me. It, it just seems that maybe there's some preconceived ideas on Jai, which which hopefully that doesn't bias um, selection. But, yeah, for him not to run out and represent Western Australia, I feel probably isn't the right call. But, again, that's the selector's job to make those decisions. But, yeah, I think he's a very, very good footballer, Dustin. I think he's proved that over a long period of time. Yeah, here, here. I, I remember in the days when Subiaco were all powerful and they would throw the kitchen sink at Jai Bolton in the claremont Subiaco clashes and he just took everything they could throw at him and, uh, and gave it back with interest. I think he's a terrific player. And I think if you watch the way that state game unfolded, I think having another big-bodied player that could have been used as a ball user either across halfback or as a, as a ball winner through the middle would have been more than handy. Um, yeah, definitely. Hey, um, the other one I wanted to ask you about was um, Jacob Van Royen's younger brother who's making his way through your Colt system. Can you tell us a bit about him? Yeah, he's, he's, he's his brother Mark too, really. He, and again, just his athletic presence, his, his very strong hands, his ability to mark the ball at the highest point is really unique and again has that 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 speed over 10 to 15 to create separation and and once the ball hits the ground he, he's like a cat so look he's obviously a pup and he, he's still growing and, and you know he's got a, a lot of development in him but again if you look at look at his raw potential um, and his upside as a player it's pretty unique so there's quite a quite a little batch of, of some young 
younger cults coming through the system that, you know, I think will, will attract a fair bit of AFL interest, you know, as the season progresses for sure. When do you head up, Ash? When does the uh, the plane go? Yeah, the, the, the team's actually going on, on Friday afternoon, but myself and Jai actually and, and Darcy Coffey, the CEO, are, are heading up and, and joining a group of about eight Claremont people, Kepler Bradley, um, um, and a few others that are out visiting the region. You know, the Kimberley's copped a bit of a whack recently with the floods and so forth, so we've taken a, a plane load of footies up and stickers and jumpers and things like that and getting out and visiting some of those communities. So we'll, we'll do that for um, on Thursday and Friday um, before we get ourselves ready for Saturday. So, so it's going to be really exciting. Good luck. It's great to have waffle football taken to the country. It's still a very good standard of footy. You never go to a waffle game and walk away thinking you've wasted your time. It's always a very good game to watch, and it's a very good competition this year. Ash, I wish you all the best. Yeah, and thanks for your support. Cheers. Ash Prescott, he is the coach of the Claremont Tigers. They will be taking on Eastern Mantle in Broome this weekend. If you want to have your thoughts... On Jack Buller, on Jai Bolton not being in the state team, you can on the Temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. We'll take a break and be back with more after the break.